0: Well, today I don't have a, a typical sermon. Um, next week, we will jump back into uh, our study of James and hopefully finish it um, by the end of August. Hopefully, we'll see what the Lord does. Um, but today I want to just offer a simple thought to you, um, especially as we begin our time, um, kind of leaving July, heading into this fall. Um, the, the scripture that's been on my heart is Proverbs 29, 18. It says where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Now, that's the ESV version, and, it, and there's some kind of problematic language in there for uh, modern readers because of the word prophetic vision, and it kind of scares people who are maybe anti charismatics and all this stuff. But let me just read a couple other translations for you to help you get the idea of what Proverbs is saying here. In the New Living translation, it says it like this. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild, but whoever obeys the law is joyful. And uh, I think my favorite translation on this verse is by Eugene Peterson. In the message, he says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But, I love this part, when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Now, one way to paraphrase this verse is to say, where there is no communication from God, people perish. Think about that where there is no communication from God people perish now today I'd like to ask you a question and it's a simple question that we try to ask all the time what is God saying to you now not a like mind blowing question but I think it's a life changing question would you just sit with that question for a moment maybe take a deep breath settle down. What if God is saying something to you today? Or what if he's been trying to say something to you recently that would actually be for your joy, for your shalom, your peace, for your benefit? What is God saying to you right now? Do you recognize the prophetic vision that is coming towards you? Are you accepting the divine guidance? Can you see what God is doing in your life? Are you attending to his work in your life and cooperating with that? Or are you distracted? Are you kind of discouraged and depressed? Have you put God in a corner? Have you kind of worked your life and have forgotten to lean on him and walk with him? to look to him for leading and guidance and protection. Now, the reason why I ask this question of you right now is because we're at the beginning of August of 2020, August 2nd, 2020, and in March, five months ago, we experienced an unforeseen, and I hate to use the word because it's been used an unprecedented amount of times, but an unprecedented disruption There is not a life on this earth that has not been affected by COVID-19. And this um, disruption is so much more than COVID. I think COVID kind of just uh, accelerates things, but there's disruptions from racism to politics, to economics, education, healthcare, uh, how we do our work. Uh, Some people have a crushing amount of work now to do. Some don't have any work to do and, and their work has been moved or changed or diminished. Buying groceries is an ordeal. Having a birthday party is an ordeal. Uh, we, we, uh, had a family in the church, uh, move away this weekend, Cameron and Catherine Archer, who've been with us for years and have been so crucial to our church. We, we didn't even get a chance to, uh, like publicly bless them and say goodbye. We, we had to, um, you know, meet at a park with some friends with masks and we didn't, couldn't touch each other. And, and this disruption has come to church. It's come to all of us. And if you're like me, your soul Is having a tough time weathering the storm. I've talked to teachers who are, there's just no words. I've talked to parents. There's no words. I've talked to people who've gotten COVID in our church. There's just no words. Right now, um, the next school year is ramping up. And there's this extra layer of stress and fear, worry, Confusion, conflict over how schools resume, should they resume? Teachers and educators are facing an impossible complex challenge. No districts are ever on the same page, really. Working parents with young children are trying to figure out how to do their job while also stewarding their children's education and their health. And do you risk your kids' health by sending them to school? You know, maybe you can't have them stay home because there's no one to look look after them while you're at work. Um, it, we're in a tough situation right now. And looking forward to August and September, most people have this desire for some sense of normalcy. And the next sixty days could be interesting, to say the least. And I'm just talking about August and September. I haven't even mentioned October and the lead up to this like little bitty election that'll happen at the beginning of November. If you thought 2020 was crazy, the year just might be warming up. Now, I'm not trying to bring a dark cloud over us right now and I doubt that I have... um, enlightened you on on the state that our world is in I don't think that's news to anybody but what I want to do as a pastor is just give voice to the rapid and reoccurring changes that our bodies and our minds our souls and our emotions are up against y- yes it is a tricky time to be living uh, in a pandemic, just from a physical and health standpoint. Um, And I'm not a doctor, uh, but I'm a pastor. And what our souls are going through during this time is equally as disrupting. How do you move forward in health? Uh, What do you do? Um, How should we live as gospel-centered, spirit-filled Christ followers? Now, not to be over simplistic because life isn't simplistic. It's complicated. It's nuanced. But if if you would allow me to be simple for this moment, I'd like to offer one thing to you. And and I think it would help, but I just want to offer it to you and encourage you to try it. Don't forget to ask the question, Father, Spirit, Son. What are you saying to me? It's it's easy to allow other voices to shape our worldviews or to shape what we should do. There's voices on CNN. There's voices on Fox News. There's vo- vo- voices on CBS and NBC. On blogs, on podcasts, on YouTube. There's voices in your neighborhood. There's voices in your family, in your extended family. There's voices at the school. When you put your head on the pillow at night, there's a voice there talking to you. They're often all in conflict, by the way. Can I just remind us, don't forget to ask God what he thinks. Don't forget to ask God for guidance. Now, in the wilderness, Jesus, in his temptations, he gave us this very keen insight that a lot of times we just brush over. But he tells the accuser, "Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God." Think about that. Man does not live on bread alone, and I don't know what the the, the gluten free equivalent of this verse is, but you get the idea. We live on communication from God. We live on words that come from God's mouth. We live on, if you'll go with the ESV translation, um, prophetic visions from God. Often that verse in Proverbs gets used by pastors um, when they share vision about the church or some building program. And I don't know that that's primarily talking about that. I think the verse is talking about When we aren't living on communication from God, we will perish. And so I just want to encourage us to keep coming back to those two basic questions of discipleship. Number one, what is God saying to you? And number two, with the Spirit's help, what will you do about it? It's not simply just enough to hear God's voice, but often God's voice will lead us to do something or not do something but but ultimately there is an action or really kind of a a component of obedience on our part when we hear God's voice. Now on one hand hearing God and asking God what are you saying to me is difficult. It's difficult for a lot of reasons. Um but sometimes people assume I can hear God's voice better. I mean sometimes I'll how people say hey I got this prayer will you add this to your prayer list because I, I know God listens to you people have told me that I'm like I don't have this like bat phone or special phone line to God like I put my pants on uh just like um, everyone I must confess sometimes it's hard for me to hear God's voice and and uh most of the time it's because I have a hard time getting out of my own way Here's another confession. Most of the time when I hear God's voice, I'm not 100% sure that it's God until after. Usually in the moment that I'm discerning God's voice, and there are times it's like, oh, Lord, that's you. But a lot of the times, and I say most of the time, it's like, I think this is you. And so I write it down, and I let time be the test. And usually after a period of time, I come back to it. And I realized, oh, that was God. Or oh, it was just pizza. So on one hand, I say this is difficult because there's biases in there. There, there. there there's lots of stuff that we don't have time to get into on on like roadblocks, so to speak, that get in the way of hearing God. But on the other hand, it's actually kind of simple. And I don't mean to um, be conflicting there. I, I think that there's a, a continuum and a nuance we got to be comfortable with. And this stuff is, is on one hand it's hard, and the other hand it's, it's kind of simple. Uh, you find some quiet space, you clear your head. You know the Bible says his voice is a still small voice. I I can't hear God when it's noisy. I got to get quiet. Usually I got to get alone. And and just pray like this. These three simple words. Just say. Come, Holy Spirit. And maybe you just repeat those words over and over for a little while and just invite the Holy Spirit to come. Give Him permission to come and speak to you. Um, a new prayer I've been praying recently, especially when I'm trying to write sermons, is I'll just say, before I do anything, I'll say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And just me telling the Lord, I'm listening, I humble myself, I confess my sins to you, speak, speak, I'm here to write down, I'm listening. Uh, often, this often works for me. Um, I just start worshiping and singing. And I, you know, enter his presence with thanksgiving and with praise. And, and it's, it just works. It's like an Old Testament precedent. As you come into God's presence, come with thanksgiving, come with praise, come with worship. And, and almost all the time, um, after a period of worship and lifting my affections to God, I start to hear them. Um, another thing that I do, and and this is all me. I'm, I'm I'm being descriptive. I'm not trying to prescribe things to you. But for me, I gotta get outside and walk. Um, some people, when they sit still, they hear God's voice. I gotta I gotta be moving. First, for whatever reason, when I go to the river walk and put in some headphones and listen to some worship music, I hear God. Right. So if you ever run into me on the river walk, and I'm like walking and I'm in a zone, that's what I'm doing. Um, but that's how I hear God the most. There's a book by Gary Chapman called Sacred Pathways that kind of uh, explores the different personalities and like the seven or nine different ways people tend to hear God, and, and it, it ranges. So I encourage you, to, if that's interesting to you, check it out. Now, I, I want to I give you like one last practical tip. So this is like not really a sermon. It's just, you know, it's August. Just trying to share my heart with you. Um, and it's something I hate doing but I have found it to be one of the most useful tools in a hearing God speak to me. And it's proven useful, especially during trials, temptations, times of suffering, times of confusion, times of depression and anxiety. This tool has been so helpful. Let me show you something. Hang on. I'm not putting pants on to do a video. I'm sorry, it's hot. These are all of my journals from the past 12 years since 2008. Um, I just found my first. This is my, this is my 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 current journal. I just started this one. It's the first time I've had a journal with a pin holder. Isn't that brilliant? Oh, so good. Um, this is a journal I keep just for leadership when I'm doing um, like. Senior pastor research, you're learning how to be a better pastor. I'll, I will put all my notes in here to kind of keep it separate. Uh, this is the journal I just finished. And uh, don't zoom in, those are secret. Uh, man, there's a lot of stuff in there. This was, I found this. This is my first journal. You can tell that I got a computer around this time. And uh, yeah, man, if you need a prescription, you could probably take a page of this and go to CVS and get a prescription for something. I, I can't even. I, didn't, I can't even read it. I don't even know what I wrote. This is from 2008 when I first started really journaling. Uh, here's one. I think Kayla gave me this one. It's a Mickey Mouse journal. Um, yeah, all kinds of shapes. You know, I got tired of the the black face for a while, and I got blue. That was obnoxious. So I got green. Yellow it was way more obnoxious. This is boring. You know, and then I. I got back on the moleskin train. Uh, my last church, we made custom ones and uh, Office Depot. Shout out to you. But um, here's, here's what I've learned. Um, and I don't like journaling. I don't like sitting still long enough to journal. But for me, what, what's happened is I write the date. I usually write the verse of the day and I'll write some thoughts about that. And sometimes that's it. not news breaking. Sometimes that's it. Sometimes it's pages. Sometimes I'm writing out what I'm feeling about something. Sometimes I get philosophical. Sometimes I doodle and draw. And and like last two months ago, God gave me uh, some ideas about uh, for church and I, you know, was was doodling there. and um, But most of the time it's not, you know, like thunder and, and like lightning and this amazing. Sometimes it's just, I think this is what God's doing. Sometimes it's a prayer or a quote that I come across that I want to keep. In the moment, I'd say 90% of the time, I'm not sure God's speaking to me. But almost always what happens is weeks go by or months go by and I flip back and I start to like thread all these things together and I realize, whoa, God was speaking to me. And in the moment, I was so close, I really couldn't see it. But but when I zoomed out and I saw the pattern, I, 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 I could discern, yes, He was speaking to me. And I've learned this lesson, especially in hard times and in trials, and in tribulations when I do this. In the moment, it doesn't make sense. But later, I can look back and just be amazed that God was speaking and he was steering me through things. I wanna encourage you, if the thought of August and September brings some like panic to you, what if and I'm not the journal guy. What if you picked up one of these? Or you just got some scraps of paper and you started yeah, three times a week. Not even a whole lot, maybe just a little bit, and wrote the date. Maybe you write how you're feeling. Maybe you write a prayer request you need God to come through for you. Maybe you write the verse of the day, or maybe you, you know, maybe you take notes from. Your pastor's wonderful sermons. I, I know every one of you takes notes, so you know that's irrelevant. But I digress. You get the point. Try it, and 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 see um, maybe over the next sixty days what God does in your life, especially in the season we're heading into. And um, you know, if you need help on this stuff, please reach out to us. We'd love to help you. There's, it's not necessarily a formula. Um, It is a living relationship with the God of the universe. But uh, just as I was thinking about what to share with you today, this is what came on my heart. And honestly, I think it's what God's saying. You'll have to decide if God was speaking to you. So uh, let's pray and we'll end it right there. There's really nothing much more to say than that. Heavenly Father, we just come and we slow down. And once again, we say, come, Holy Spirit. Speak for your children, your servants, your followers are listening. And God, we just surrender all the ways of the world. We surrender all the ways of the flesh. We surrender any scheme from hell that has come into our lives subversively. Lord, we just renounce and reject all the ways of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we give ourselves to you. We consecrate ourselves towards you. We welcome your kingdom. To come over us, we welcome the kingdom of heaven into our lives. And God, I pray specifically for the next 60 days that you would cultivate the soil of our heart to hear your word, to receive your word, to plant your word deep inside of us, that it might bear fruit for you, for the world for ourselves. God, I pray that you would give us ears to hear you, give us eyes to see you, give us noses to smell you, give us the ability to feel you and to sense your presence. And God, especially for those uh, listening and watching right now who Have a tough time entertaining the idea that the God of the universe loves them and wants to speak to them. God, I pray you would remove the obstacles, even in the midst of their questions and objections. God, I pray you would overcome those things and that you would remove all barriers to a right, close, interactive relationship with you. God, you see the hurt in our world, you see the questions, you see the suffering, the pain, the death, the bereavement, the grief, the injustice, the confusion, the anger, the anxiety, the disappointment, the depression, the addictions, the sleeplessness. God, you see it all, we give it all to you. We ask for you to come and make a way where there seems to be no way. God, and we just specifically pray for teachers and educators and for parents and for students and for children that you would be near all of us in this time, that you would bring wisdom and discernment. Lord, especially the teachers in our congregation who are already tired thinking about this next school year. For those teachers who are fearful of their health because they are in a vulnerable population, Lord, be near to them and protect them and give them your guidance. And for parents who are legitimately confused about what is best for their children, Lord, I pray that you would shine light, that you would let there be light. God, we, we just remember the lesson in James weeks ago that if we need wisdom to ask, and you will give without any reservation. And so, God, we ask for heavenly wisdom from above and not earthly wisdom. We're so grateful, Jesus, for your love for us for giving your life for us. Remind us of the power and the reality of the gospel every day, that while we were still sinners, you bled and died for us, and it wasn't our effort. We give you thanks for that, God. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's pray as our Lord taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever.